0: everybody, this is Roy. Welcome to another Park Report podcast interview. Sticks are back with their 17th studio album called Crash of the Crown, which came out last month, June 18th. On this episode, I had a chance to speak with longtime drummer Todd Zuckerman about the album, going back on tour, and a whole lot more. Check it out. Good to meet you, man. How
1: have you been? Uh, I've been well. I've been well. Um, Today's show number two on this run here after nine days at home, after a bunch of shows before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I
0: mean, you have to be thrilled just to be back on the road at all, right? I mean, after the last year and a half.
1: Yes, I mean it's it feels great, Um, and you know, in so many ways, it feels like no time has passed other than. It's taking us a little bit of time to kind of get our sea legs and, and get to the uh, the point where we were before the pandemic started. You know, there's there's right. more th- there's more thinking going on <laughs> than uh, than normal because we we just do what we do. And now it's because it's been so long. It's um, what do we do here? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that first show. What, what was that like? Was it? Was it really just overwhelming or to view the crowd and, and the whole thing? You know, it, it was, I, I, again, you know, when,
1: when you're doing a job, you have to do a job. So all the, the, the parts of your brain and all the wheels are spinning to try to be at a certain level, you know, and and to maintain that, that certain level. I didn't let any emotions get to me until we, we, we've been doing and we're eventually Going to be doing a full version, uh, full band version of it. We were doing sort of a, a stripped down acoustic front porch uh, verse chorus of "Sound the Alarm" from the new record. Which, although it was written before the pandemic, you would think that that was written about.
0: the Oh, band. absolutely! Yeah, no doubt.
1: So that I think that was as close to uh, full on, like bursting into tears, blubbering and <laughs> I've <at laughs> ever right. experienced on stage during that song because the 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 meaning of it. Um, that's when it, when it really hit me, and that's when I really felt it.
0: Yeah, I want. I definitely want to talk about the new album. Uh, just to, to regroup here, it's uh, called Crash of the Crown, seventeenth studio album, which is amazing, and uh, came out last month, I think. Um, um, yes, on the eighteenth. I believe June eighteenth, and uh, I, I, you know, you're fifth with the band. I, I can't believe you've been with the band. Is it twenty five years officially yet? Or, At, yeah, 90, 96. Man, perhaps, perhaps your math is better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it, it. You know, do you still get that like he's he's one of the new guys in the band type of thing? You know, uh, even even to no. this day.
1: <laughs> no, not to this day. Uh, no, not to this day because there's three other members that that came after. That me. Came after, right? I mean, you know, look, the reality is I'll still never be the guy that played on the records in the 70s and 80s. And and that's that's fine. You know, I mean, um, uh, but it's, you know, it's funny how this summer fling turned into a quarter of a century for me. I mean, when I ended the first tour with those guys, I firmly believed that I thought I'd never see any of those people again. Right. Yeah,
0: I bet. Well, can you go back a little bit and just just real quick how you got connected with the group and, and, and joined?
1: Sure. Well, I, I, I'd been fortunate where I was doing a lot of recording sessions in Chicago. Um, A lot of it was, was jingle work, music for TV and and radio commercials, but there was, you know, some record work going on in Chicago and there was a guy named Keith Marks who handled the cartage uh, for all the musicians in town that were doing studio work. So he would essentially um, deliver the gear to the studio, set it up. We're done he tears it down brings it back to our homes it's great (laughs) it's like every musician's dream certainly for a drummer um so he had worked with the guys he'd worked with the band in the past worked with a couple of the guys on their solo projects um so when they were going to re-record lady for a m's greatest hits package there was some sort of thing where they couldn't get the sound rights recording to that song which is on a different record label on on Mm -hmm. wooden nickel right right right. Um, so they thought hey we'll just re-record it that was very uh prevalent at the time and john was in ill health and really couldn't physically play the drums so they called keith and they said well who, who should we get and uh, and he said oh you should, should call todd Zuckerman. so that was sort of the, the the genesis i i just went in and did a recording session great to meet you guys i saw you guys when i was uh, uh, you know 11. Mm-hmm. um and uh, and that was it and then they called me back the following, so that was March of 95, then they called me back in February of 96 to do another song. And I could tell I was sort of being vetted, in, you know, right. not, not that they weren't nice the first time, but there's a lot more of a questions and kind of get to know you uh, a session. So uh, in, in my memory, at least, I think James Young called me about two days later to, to see what I was doing that summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we did 72 shows and I was still living in Chicago at the time, the last shows in Chicago. Uh, I took everything from my wardrobe case and, and put it in my car and I knew the drums were going to be delivered. And I drove home and, you know, walked into my place. Like, did that all just happen? It was like, I, I drove away and I came back from a really long gig. Right. <laughs> right. And, and drove home on, on on the highway. And I, I thought it's, it's a very good chance I'll never see any of those people again.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's an awesome story. Uh, you know, so then moving forward many years, the band takes this long hiatus from recording new music. You guys are still touring during that whole period. And you you start recording The Mission, which was a surprise to everyone that it, new music even came out, much less how amazing that record was. I mean, that was a phenomenal album. Um, you know, what spurred the band to get back into the studio and, and, and was the plan to really quickly move on into making a second one with with this one
1: you know you, you can't you can't force magic and, nor can you conjure it it just has to come and i think i think for a long while there was a feeling that what's the point of putting out new music because we we would put out cyclorama which is a record we were really proud of in 2003, and it, you know, immediately went into the, who on the planet even knows about the record. Yeah. Um. you know, and in in, in years or eras past, you know, a song like Waiting for Our Time to Come would have been a massive hit. And, you know, it, it basically evaporates like fog, you we put out a record. And I, 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 we've never talked about it, but I, I think that was a little damaging to us, it was to me, um, because classic rock radio wouldn't play anything new from the band and like the newer rock radio stations wouldn't touch a classic band like Styx. So we thought, how do, how do we deliver this new music? Right. So we, we basically kind of, uh, I think, put our, our tail down and just, you know, kept playing live and had a great time playing live but as far as is doing the music it it took a long time and I, and i think there was a moment where tommy just got inspired and in things uh and ideas started flowing out of him like a tap and you can't ignore certain signs like that from the universe where it were all of a sudden that comes that that easily and um and that's how that record started to be built and you know look i th- i think that you you work for a certain amount of time on on your instrument and on your craft and what's the use of keeping it to yourself when 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 that much comes out when when you're that inspired you just got to see where it it takes you and and that's exactly how how the mission came out and it was immediately back to like you know we're in a blackbird studios in uh, in nashville which is a killer complex and it was it was go time
0: yeah and then you know, things kind of circle back around. I mean, you have other bands like yourselves that also took a long time, you know, maybe Kansas is is an example that all of a sudden came back out of nowhere and put out two phenomenal records and and audiences are interested again somehow, you know, everything kind of, I guess, has a cycle, you know, and thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was a big fan of the mission. I thought that was just a fantastic record all around, but I got to say it's almost, I don't know if it's even uh, okay to even think this, but like, I think crash of the crown is even better and uh, just an amazing, an amazing album from beginning to end. It is, it's one of my favorite albums so far this year. And I think the reviews have been outstanding all around from what I've seen.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, it's really gratifying to get the reviews that we did on the mission. I never read a, a bad one you know certainly not from a credit credible real (laughs) news outlet Um, not the peanut gallery on the internet um but uh, yeah it's um it, it feels really great to be in the place where we are right now creatively and it feels exciting especially after not doing it for so long right. you know at oh, a certain right. point it's like i don't care how the sausage is made i just want to chow some sausage <laughs> as i'm wearing my vienna beef but it, it, it um it, I, I sort of feel the same way about this new record and i'm glad to to hear that from you and, and hear that from so many people that have expressed uh that same sentiment um you know we one of the hardest things about the pandemic was having to sit on this music for so long, knowing what we had, this bullet we had in the chamber, um, that was that was a, a difficult thing. i mean, i I recorded the drums of June of a year ago. Well, can I, can I tell you about how this whole thing... Well, I was going to say,
0: because I think a lot of people think that maybe this was a COVID-recorded album, but from what I've read, it wasn't. Is
1: that well, correct? some of it was, some of it wasn't. Basically, we had everything ready to go. And uh, going back to, let's say, the beginning of March of 2020, right before the world came to a standstill, uh, I was set to go to, back to Blackbird in Nashville and record the drums in April. Well, clearly, March 12th came, March 13th, and the yeah. whole world was on, on standstill. Um, and Tommy was, you know, by, Byron May, he was pretty, he was chomping at the bit to get going. Like, we have this time, let's, you know, the, 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 the demos are all laid out that I can record to, and then everyone else can build upon for, you know, their final parts, you know, and I got a call from management saying, Todd, what will it take to get you to go to Nashville? And I said, look, I'm the youngest guy in the band. I got a seven-year-old daughter. I'm I'm not willing to do that. And I said, but there's new technology from a company called Audio Movers, and the, 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 the program's called Listen To, Audio Movers Listen To, where my engineer that I've used since, Like for 15 years in in Austin, he can drive my studio stuff from the safety of his home, like via like screen share type technology, Mm -hmm. while anybody else can listen in in full high resolution audio from their recording studios or their homes, Uh, and then we get on a Zoom call like this. So. I was wildly prepared to play on this record going back to February and March because I was supposed to do it in April. Well, I kept all the songs in my practice rotation so they'd be fresh because I knew one day it's gonna be, you know, time for the red light to the the record light to be pressed. So um, I recorded 17 songs in three days and audio movers listened to worked flawlessly. Zoom, we'd be on a call and be like, hmm, maybe you know, a different Phil going into the second chorus. I'm, all right, right, JR, punch me in. How's this? Boom, and wow. we we did it. And I kept waiting for some sort of technological snafu to wreck the session. It, it never came. So we was no done. lag,
0: delays, or anything in something well, like that. Well, no, we're not. We're not all playing together. I'm okay. just recording the drums. Okay, they're listening to the drum performance.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, if we were to play together, that would that would be uh, okay. possible because you know any, any different. In someone's uh, internet, speed, right? It, it just it was, is
0: um yeah, that's they just haven't cracked that code yet. Yes, <laughs> um, they I'm sure they will at some point, yeah, but uh,
1: but I was able to do 17 tracks and it was after the third day. Have any more songs? Let's, let's, <laughs> let's keep going. So, uh, it, it was a great way to do it. And then they had the drums and then they could pile on their parts and tweak their things over time. I'm, And I'm I, I can't remember when it was done but it was done for months and months before, before it came out. Wow. So we're just sitting on this music waiting for
0: the world to clear up a little bit so we could, that's amazing and and go out and play. You know, I I mean, topic wise, you know, the, the subject matter of on the album, it is rather shocking how it does touch what we've all been living through this, this past year. And, and, it really feels like it was a concept album written about all, all of these situations. And, you know, I'm wondering what drove some of those lyrics, like we were talking about sound the alarm, for example, or, you know, a wonderful lives or common ground or a lot of these songs, they really sound like they were written about this period.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I wasn't there for any of the, the lyric writing process, pre-pandemic or anything that was tweaked after but I think it's it's largely a coincidence because I had those demos before everything I was I was ready to go um and you know like sometimes you can superimpose meanings or your own yeah. Uh, how it affects your life to music, and that's really the 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 magic and the joy of music are certainly one aspect of of it. But it did ring very true. I mean, I I remember when the pandemic hit, I was still working on Sound Alarm, and I almost burst into tears in my studio by myself because I thought, "Holy moly, this sounds like what's happening right now."
0: Yeah, uh,
1: I I sort of was was dumbstruck um, with that. So.
0: Uh, well, another one is is coming out the other side, which is like another one, like almost, you know, at the end of the album where like we're coming out the other side of of everything, which is, by the way, one of one of my favorite songs on that album as well. Thank um, you. As well. Thanks. Yeah, that's I, I just like the groove on that. And it, it's the production whenever when all the instruments, you know, your drums are set in the, the groove in the beginning and then the piano and all the instruments come in. It's like it's spectacular the way that well, sounds. Um you know, the, the
1: the body of that song is in nine eight time signature, which is uh something where it's it's odd yet it, it has a particular flow to it that um the layperson isn't disrupted, it's not really angular. So it's it's very unique uh rhythmically and a, a quick funny story about that song is um on the original demo they had you know a a sample of a tabla drum and i'm like oh let me let's get real tabla on there we're not going to use that 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 sample and a a buddy of mine in in austin a drummer uh, named uh, michael Bayan studied tabla he said you know he has tablas, and i thought you know what like i said michael would you bring your your tablas over and uh can i rent them i want to try to play the tabla part he's like sure so he comes to the studio um again this this was this was pre-pandemic because I, I was sort of double dipping I, I wanted to put tablas on a, a song of mine from last flight home so this was January of 2020. anyway um I tried to get a sound on the tablas. now I it's now it was apparently clear to me as why people study this instrument for years and years and years and years I couldn't get a sound out of it. He was trying to show me how to hit the drum to get the doing the doing the doing, doing, doing. That's the part. Okay. That's that, no, that sound
0: in the beginning. Okay.
1: Yeah. And I could not get a sound out of it. And you know, she's <laughs> kind of standing there very patiently and you know, trying to teach me and, you know, Jair's in the room, kind of ready to record. <laughs> I, I may, he may as well handed me a clarinet, you know, like that's nothing. <laughs> he's getting nothing out of the thing. And finally I said, well, would you like to play on a Styx record? And my <laughs> record I was like, sure. So, all right, stay down. And, you know, he was in and out of there in a half hour, something like that. You know, that's eight, very cool. So, yeah, it, it, that was a learning lesson for me that, you know, I thought that I could get a sound out of this instrument that takes years to, to you know, not, not even master, but just to get a good sound out of it. I could, right. I was
0: hitting a cardboard box. It's cool. And it adds a little flavor to the track, too. So it's, yeah, it's very cool to have. Uh, yeah. You know what's cool about the record as well um, is that a lot of records are front-loaded, you know, the singles, the best songs, kind of, you know, the first three or four, that kind of thing. And that And That's a sort of a common thing that happens a lot. But while the first three or four on this album are great, what what I really like is just as you keep going – this song's just continue to build and one after the other is good and the next one's better and the next one's better. You know, there's that whole stretch in the middle, which is uh Crash of the Crown, which is really cool, kind of mini rock opera thing you guys have in there, Common Ground, followed by Wonderful Lies, followed by Sound the Alarm, follow, I mean, and you just, you don't want to ever turn the record off. I, I love how it's sequenced. What What process was put into that? Who does that part of it?
1: i think tommy and will really uh, labored over the the sequence because i remember it was never discussed again but um at one point uh, uh coming out the other side was supposed to end
0: the record which sort and of makes sense i could see that yeah
1: I, I i didn't know that it wasn't going to end the record until i got the <laughs> final You <match. laughs> know, i'm like oh um, and, and it was fun for me. I mean, I didn't have any part of the the um, the the sequencing, but I know those guys listened and listened and listened and to different things and would 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 change this or that over a period of of time. And that is a one of the fun things when when you do a record and you have executive say. I mean, I, I produced my wife's two records and, and my record. It's, and it's something that is hard because you you listen to so many different um, versions, and then you finally well, it's like Da Vinci says, uh, uh, art is never finished, only abandoned. At a certain point, you're just like you you got to let it go, right? I like this. Here it is. It's, 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 it's <laughs> right. Like, oh, print. Um, but I think they, I think it has a particularly cool flow the way it it goes. Uh, and, and some of the songs sort of roll into each other, um, it, it, it just works. Not having gone through that laborious task with them, it, it's nice for me to, to get it and go, oh, interesting, and then play it a couple times and and think, yes. you know, sort Yeah, of maybe- I
0: mean, one of the things that I love is that, you know, in, in many aspects when you listen to things like concept records or in Prague in particular – there's moments where there's five minutes of just like one keyboard note, you know, kind of filling space or interludes and, you know, you know what I mean? And, and that's all fine and good. And, that, and you love that. But there's something to be said about the way you guys did on this album where it's just it goes. It starts and it goes through the end and you just you never get a break in it, which I, which I love. It, it's it's funny you say that because some of the songs
1: actually had some longer bits and they were, were truncated. And I would think, Oh, what well, why, well, I wonder, I wonder why they, they did that. Well, I know that they wanted to, to be able to fit the whole thing on one record. Mm,
0: so I'll, yeah. I'll, that's cool too. Cause everything's what, a what, double vinyl now. <laughs>
1: yeah, what, what was it like? Like 45 minutes, something like that. That's, that's, that's vinyl. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that Tommy felt that you know what, I I, I don't want to make anybody wait. I don't want to ma- have that moment where someone goes,
0: right? What? Well, right. The song hasn't yeah. started yet. I'll check my email. Yeah, I it get it. Like, yeah.
1: It's it kind of like a constant boom, bam, 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 mm-hmm. bam, and he wanted it to 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 move along. And at at, at first, I I was um. I, I think i think there was maybe one one truncation in um to those that I, I wasn't expecting I thought oh they just cut out eight eight bars of the the instrumental section they went right into it kind of like n- n- no filler it's gonna be all all jabs to the face the whole mm-hmm. time uh and t- until in, 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 until we we stop <laughs> and yeah you know, and
0: and i totally got that vibe from it. And that's one of the things I, that I've really enjoyed about it. I think that was completely well executed if that was on purpose. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, It's kind of like a ride and you get off the ride and you're like, we, let's do it again. Let's get back in line and do it again. Let's drop the needle on the record again. That, that, I think that's what, what ultimately um, he wanted to create with that.
0: Yeah. So back to, to playing live. Um, you guys have been playing a few songs from the new album on, on, the, on tour. And again, that's not something a lot of bands that have been around for a while are allowed to do or, or attempt, you know, sometimes you get one, one song in there, maybe, and it's the bathroom break or something. Right. But I love hearing new songs for me. That's a thing I really enjoy. So talk about the decision to do that and how, and how much fun has that been for you to be able to play some new material?
1: Well, it, 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 there's, there's, there's a trick that, that we learned, uh, when the mission came out that, um, if you begin the show with a new song right. that is worthy of starting the show, you kind of get one for free. Yeah, right. You know, no, no, no one's going to nervously look at each other and go to the bathroom and get a beer on uh, the first song. Right. So boom, straight away, you got one for free. <laughs> then it's a matter of how, how many more you can get away with because, you know, I used to say um, uh, on the concept of – classic bands playing new music, you know, saying ask McCartney and the Rolling Stones how their new songs are going over, you know? Yeah, it's tough. It, it's, it's very tough. Um, I think that's another sort of masterstroke that some of the songs from, uh, Crash of the Crown are basically three minutes long. So right. you're in right. and you're out as opposed to making someone wait Six minutes and thirty-eight seconds for, for the song where they're going. Do I go to Do I go to the bathroom now? And 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 thankfully, it, it seems like so many people have actually bought the record that it it doesn't have those dead spots when we play the songs. It's not like the golf clap at the at the at the end. So that's been rewarding as well to see people singing along with the new songs, and and them actually getting a response. So. Um, we've been doing Reverie's Crash of the Crown, um, Fight of Our Lives, uh, and sort of the front porch thing of Sound the Alarm. But actually, I believe today we're gonna um, sound check, we're gonna work up the whole uh, full band production of Sound the Alarm. And I know that um, we talked about um, Save Us From Ourself getting that in there or rotating that with, with Reverie's. So we'll we'll see, I mean, you know, ideally, eventually, It'd be nice to have all the songs ready to go at at any moment, um, and do a full Crash of the Crown show the way that we've done several uh, shows where it was the mission would be like the first half and then the second half.
0: Yeah, I think that would be great. Even if you did it one time for a DVD or something, you know, to just do the new album in full, that that, that would be a treat. Really cool thing to to do.
1: Yeah, I think I think down the line, um, as as hopefully the world opens up more, even though we seem to be going in a weird direction presently, <laughs> um, I'd like to see things you know get to a better place, and I I, I would expect that to happen uh, for us to do some sort of thing like that um, or a run of shows um, where we're doing Crash all yeah. the way through.
0: Uh, I want to talk real quick a little bit before you go uh, about your solo album, which. Came out a, a year ago. Uh, Last flight home. A fantastic record. Um, you know what? We never got a chance to talk about it uh, when you put that out. But I just wanted to congratulate you on that record, first of all, and then just say, you know, how long was that in the works for you? And and is that something you see yourself maybe doing a second album at some point?
1: I never saw myself making the first one, so uh, I, I, it's hard for me to <laughs> envision. <laughs> The, the the second one i mean basically that that came about and it, and it's funny because that coming out during the pandemic in that that time it seems like that was a whole weird dreamy time and now i'm back here and it's almost like that never happened in a way you know mm-hmm. did that did i do that um, it's, it's, it's hot it's, you know
0: what i suffer from that all the time you just forget what happened a year ago versus two years ago it's all a blur
1: Yeah, it's a it's a sort of a Jackson Pollock painting of. um, (laughs) But one of my old buddies from the old days in Chicago, a guy named J.K. Harrison, had been uh, pestering me for a number of years about let's do a record. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Let's do a record where you're singing. What? He goes, dude, you can sing. I'm like, I can't. I can't pull that off. He's like, yeah, you can. And as we'd have this back and forth. And I always thought it was very, um, I don't mean this to sound condescending. I thought it was sweet that he thought that I could do it. But it's kind of like, you know, Todd, you could do it whatever yeah, you he's want. Just, he's just being nice. be a ball player. You could be an NFL quarterback. You could, you know, I thought, no, no way. But he kept on me um, and he believed in me when I totally didn't. So there was going to be a period where I was going to be in Los Angeles for like nine or 10 days some days off some nights off you know around what I was out there to do and I thought okay let's get together and see what happens you know worst comes to worst I you know have a few drinks with my pal we have a bunch of laughs we have a good time no harm no foul right um and immediately it was something was just working about it and on the second day we wrote hmm Uh, last flight home in like 20, 25 minutes. And it was one of those times where you, you wish that writing music was that easy. You know, gee, this is fun. Look at this. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden, it was like this yellow brick road materialized in front of me. And I thought, am I really going to do this? Like we recorded a couple things, and he's like, yeah, sounds good. And I'm going, am I really going to do this? And I was so scared at the notion of being, you know, uh, uh, metaphorically out front of the drums, right. But I, I, I almost wanted to, you know, run into the toilet and throw up. <laughs> and, and the fact that I was that scared and then I immediately started thinking, you know, the internet backlash of like, Oh, Sukerman, you think you're a big singing star now? Why don't you shut up and sit down behind the drums? <laughs> you know, all this you know, right. amalgam of nonsense. Uh, and I thought, no, you know what? I'm so terrified of this. That's exactly where I need to be. I need to see if I could actually do this and bring it through the whole process to the point where every song, every bar, every lyric, every sound on there, I could stand behind. You might not like it, but you can't say it's bad. You can't say it sucks. That was sort of the goal, the grand experiment to see, okay, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Let's do it for real, all the way through everything. Real strings. Let's friggin' go. And I'm thinking, if this is the only time I ever do it. Let's let's do it big. So that was that was the thing. And then of <laughs> then of course, you know, uh, I I was in Los Angeles. We mastered the record. I want to say around the second week of February. Had it all planned. You know, purchased. You know, the the, the vinyl and the CDs, the posters, the artwork, everything I've done. Uh, and I had a May 30th release date, and then of course the pandemic hit, and I thought oh my God, I can't release a record in this time of great uncertainty and tragedy and people losing their jobs. Uh, and then I had a few trusted friends, J.K. being one of them, saying, you know, you know, even in the Great Depression people needed entertainment, people needed things and new music, things to take the time. Uh, their, their mind off of what's happening and he said maybe people have the time to listen to music like never before like the old days when they would sit with the record in their lap and that was the next 40 minutes of their life and i had enough people say that to me that and, and I, I post the question on uh, on my facebook page and instagram page would you buy new music at this time and the it was a resounding 99 percent yes release the record sure so i moved I moved up the release date to May 2nd of my birthday with no infrastructure or that part of the website or the packaging materials. And that's what what kept me busy um, through really the first month or the first six weeks of the pandemic, where it was absolute terror. No one knew it was going to happen, how long this was going to last, how many people were going to lose. And that's what kept me busy and and, uh, uh, on track. To do something positive and and creative and uh, interesting, that kept me busy for those those first you know six or seven weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was the smart choice. You know, there's no way to know what's good in a situation like that. And okay. but I think as it really turned out, you had so many artists put out albums and bands reunite to do albums and all, all sorts of things that happened in the last year, which really if there was one good thing out of that, <laughs> out of this whole year was all the good music we got out of it. Honestly, for somebody that has to sit and, and listen and review and, and uh, uh, like I do in that, it was actually amazing. I mean, the, the quality of albums and stuff that came out in the last year was outstanding. So, um, you okay. know, it was a terrible time for everything else, but musically, I'd have to say it was pretty good. I think, I I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure
1: that many, many, many countless musicians can echo the sentiment that I haven't, as an adult, I haven't had that much time to practice, or all the records that I did were constantly, I'd have to learn the material and and, and get this together, and I'd finish one record, and then all of a sudden uh, another record project would come in. So personally for me, It was a very fertile time um, for me in my studio and behind my drums to to get creative, get better, hone in on things, learn a couple new skills. Um, And I I feel I'm a better drummer now than I was in February of of 2020. Um, Because you can't practice on the road. I'm here in a hotel room. You know, the, the best I could do is, you know, have a practice pad, a pair of sticks, play on the bed, you know, until someone calls from, you know, the hotel to bed, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's it's maintenance practice, it's motions and it's moving, but it has nothing to do with actually physically playing the instrument or getting your touch, feel and sound, you know, off the cymbals and the drums and, and sure. so to have that sort of time, um, for me, that was one of the gifts and Silver Linings in this whole time in history.
0: Yeah, crazy. Well, listen, man, it's a, it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, I love the band. I've always been a big fan. Um, everybody get uh, Crash of the Crown. It's out now. You can find out about uh, tour dates and everything on sticksworld.com. Uh, Todd, pleasure, man. Enjoy uh, the rest of the tour and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you, Roy. Thanks for having me today, man. This was fun. All right, man. Bye. Cheers, brother. Thanks to Todd for the interview. For more information on everything Sticks related, visit sticksworld.com. And for upcoming news and interviews, please check PragueReport.com. Follow us on Facebook, at the Prague Report on Twitter, at ProgReport on Instagram, download our podcast on all our podcast networks, and follow us on YouTube. Thanks.